Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 108-84 win against the Chicago Bulls, and no surprises here in terms of the result of this game. The Toronto Raptors are a veteran team, just won the NBA championship. Even without Kawhi Leonard, we're still one of the top-tier teams in the NBA, and Chicago Bulls are a young, rebuilding roster with some nice, young, talented pieces, but the Toronto Raptors handled their business in a big way last night, and... Despite the fact there wasn't much surprises in terms of the result of this game, there was a lot of storylines that kind of come out of this one. And the first one, you read the title of the video, the first one we're going to talk about is OG Ananobi, because we made a lot of prediction videos, previews, what we needed from the Toronto Raptors to be good this season. And one of the big things I harped on was OG Ananobi taking that leap that from his rookie year performance, because last year he dealt with a lot of personal things, injuries, Stuff that took him in and out of the lineup, and it was just kind of a throwaway year for OG, despite the fact he... And he was re relegated to a bench position with Kawhi Leonard there. It was just a really tough year for a second-year guy to really show his stuff. So we wanted to see OG Anobi now, given, the, given a chance to be the starter, come in, show Nick Nurse he's the deserving starting three on this roster, and play good defense, be comfortable in the offense, and look like a basketball player. Look like he's taken a step forward from that really promising rookie year he showed. And during the preseason, there was some up-and-down game, so to speak. He didn't look super consistent, but in the first three games of this NBA season, he has been ridiculous. He has been absolute perfect OG we could hope for, because we're not out here asking him to come down and be Kawhi. We, he's not going to be the Kawhi replacement just yet. You know, I'm pretty high on the guy, but he's not going to be a focal point in the offense in terms of creating his own shot, getting buckets left, right, and center. He's not a score-first player. What we wanted to see out of OG is be a lot more comfortable on the court because his game, he has the intangibles to be a really effective player for this Toronto Raptors roster. His on-ball defense is almost impeccable, right? When he's making the right reads on defense, he's able to help side and get in the right position to defend the rim. He can knock down threes. He has a great jump shot. He shoots solid percentages. His free throw still needs a little bit of work, which is kind of weird because he's a better three-point shooter than free throw shooter. And he has the size and the leaping ability to get to the rim slash and finish around the net. And a lot of people look to OG and say he's kind of a, a trash player. The OG haters look to him and say he's not a quality player because he can't dribble. He can't use these attributes to his best ability because he can't get to the rim on his own. And that's a, that's a fair crit criticism of OG. But all those intangibles to play within an offense, when he's playing comfortable, when he's not forcing his game, he is a massive asset to this Toronto Raptors team. And last night... He, he proved that. He proved that in this whole season, he's looked a lot more comfortable. It's not always going to show up huge in that box score, but he's been one of the most impactful players for the Toronto Raptors this season. Last night, 17 points, 6 rebounds, 4 ridiculous blocks, only 1 turnover, a couple assists, and he just looked fluid out there. I've been greatly impressed with what I've seen from OG Anobi this season, particularly last night, because everything really seemed to come together last night, and I think there's not, no reason that we can't expect this level of production. Maybe not the high scoring totals, but the defensive presence, his ability to just flow within an offense and pass, and he made some great passes last night too, which we saw a lot in his rookie season, not much last year, I guess playing with more of the starters, more not having to reintegrate yourself back into the lineup, left, right, and center, and knowing your role. I feel that's probably a reason that's going to be a lot better this season, and he's going to be able to express that skill to a greater extent. As a big OG stan, I, I'm happy. I'm very happy with his performance and the first three games of the season. He's going to be big time for this Toronto Raptors roster going forward, and if we want to have success, we want to shock the NBA, OG's going to be a huge part of that. So, Shout out to OG Ananobi, he's, he's coming out in a big way, so we, have, we also have a lot of other players to talk about. Another guy, Serge Ibaka, who's really impressed at the start of the season. 
And watching the game last night, because he was ridiculous last night in terms of his ability to produce, 18 points on 8 of 12 shooting, 7 rebounds, and only 21 minutes of action, I was thinking back to when we first brought him into the Toronto Raptors team and how grossly he underperformed. People were saying he's too slow, he's over the hill, he can't move anymore, and yeah, he was written off. He was written off by Raptors fans. People wanted to get rid of him, and we were too. You know, we we said the way Serge Ibaka was playing, he was a negative asset to this team, especially going to be over under a big contract. And then Masai Ujiri resigned him to that big, or well, three-year, $20 million per year deal, and we were all pretty skeptical. We were all pretty skeptical, but then Nick Nurse comes in, throws him at the center position, completely changes his game. It completely opened everything up for him. He was able to use his post moves because he's got those skills to do those little post fadeaways, hooks down down low, and then he gets those completely open threes, those open long twos, because he has a five guarding him rather than a four. He's not mobile enough to play the four in today's NBA, and Nick Nurse saw that, and he's just been a completely different player. Last year was like a career season for Serge Ibaka, and this season, he's only looking better, and he's getting doing it under less minutes, because last year he was the de facto starter while JV was here, even though they, they had that fluid starting position. I'd say Serge started about 80% of the games while Jonas was in town, but then we got Marcus Gasol and he was relegated to the bench, but still performed at a great level, even though his numbers dipped a little bit being a bench player. And this season, he's doing the same things. He's producing at that same level, and he looks even more fluid with his jumpers. Jack Armstrong and Matt Devlin were saying how even in training camp, they saw him, his jumper look greatly improved, and even though his jumper's never been super consistent, this year, there's just a... There's a look to him that when he shoots, you expect it to go in, even from behind the three-point line. Whenever he shot a mid, he, you'd always expect it to go in last season, even before he had this revitalization at center position. But this year, it seems like the whole team is more confident in Serge's ability to let it fly from behind the three-point line and his ability to get buckets down low. And he's all, and doing it all in less minutes as well, which is kind of crazy to see. Marcus Gasol... I kind of backed on him in last game, but as I mentioned, I think Marcus Gasol is going to be able to turn around. He's just dealing with some fatigue from that long summer of basketball that he had. But Serge is gunning for that starting position. He even kind of inferred on his How Hungry Are You show that being the starter, he wants to be a starter. He wants to be a starter in this league, especially with the way he was playing, and he's not going to complain by any means. But he's fighting with Gasol for those minutes, and it's not going to lead to inter-team drama or anything like that. They're both two veteran guys that are looking to win, but... They're trying to outplay each other, and specifically Serge, because he's the guy in the bench position now. He's trying to earn his minutes back as the starting player, and if we're going to keep it real, the first three games of the season, he's much greatly outperformed Marcus Hall. So it'll be interesting to see what Nick Nurse does if this trend continues. But yeah, and we'll we'll briefly talk about some of the other players. Pascal Siakam dealt with foul trouble early. He wasn't looking like Steph Curry the same way he did in the first two games, but 19 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. We didn't really need a big game from Pascal to beat the Chicago Bulls, so I'm not going to talk about too much about him. We're going to be talking about him a whole lot this season. Kyle Lowry, same sort of deal. 11 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. Whenever we needed a shot for him to hit, he'd hit it. It would be fine. But I think the player that people want us to talk about is Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas is, is his first legitimate run in this NBA. It's our first time we get to see him, and he didn't play just garbage minutes. He got 20 minutes last night, hit six points, but was a plus 18 for the game, by far the highest off the Toronto Raptors bench, and he looked good. He looked good. You know, we, we knew that Matt Thomas could knock down threes. He hit two of three from the three-point line. The other team, the Chicago Bulls, knew that they were in denied position. He opened up the floor a little bit. And the thing about this Toronto Raptors team, which could be an issue, and we saw specifically in the Celtics game and for stretches in the Pelicans game, when Siakam and Fred VanVleet specifically aren't going on a full-cylinder basis, you know, they're, they're not getting buckets left, right, and center. They're not El Fuego. Then 
the offense sometimes gets stagnant, and you need a few guys that can really score on this team, and I think Matt Thomas is a guy that can put the ball in the hole, and he showed that last night. Even if he's not scoring particularly, it's kind of the J.J. Redick effect. When you have just a lights-out shooter on the court, it opens up the offense for everyone. It makes it easier for guys like OG, who aren't necessarily shot creators. Sergi Baca, who needs the ball in the post to really be effective, right? The, the spacing that Matt Thomas provides on offense, it's really great to see, and just from the eye test, from the very small sample size we had, he looked like he can kind of dribble. By no means is he going to be like Fred Van Vliet taking people off the cross and sort of stuff like that. But he didn't look incompetent dribbling the basketball. His defense did, he got blown by a couple times, but it looks like he could be a decent team defender. He's not going to be Clay Thompson on the defensive end of shooter that can really lock up the other team. But I think there's potential there because he did do some solid help side rotations. He picked the ball loose a couple times. And despite the fact he got blown by, his defensive IQ seems solid. And that's sort of a saving grace because if you even if you're not a good defender but you can know where to be you can be in drop side because he poked the ball loose he had a couple of strategic fouls and we're, we're dealing with a very small sample size here so this could be just anomalies but if he can be a decent team defender and provide that value on offense he's going to play his way into the rotation Fred Van Vliet kind of gave him a few quotes he said if he stops traveling he's going to be a rotation pizza and he keeps knocking out shots so it, it was encouraging. It was encouraging see, to see Matt Thomas get out there, get some proper run. Let me, let me know what you guys think of Matt Thomas in the comment section below because I feel people are excited about him. He he hits threes with the best of them. Three-point shooters are such a value in this league. People were hyped about him in the offseason, the best shooter, not in the NBA. You know, we, we want to see some more Matt Thomas, see what he can do, and hopefully the defense isn't such an issue. He also got a few rebounds, which is, which is a good sight to see. Also, before we swing into segments, Fred Van Vliet, he, he looked, he was a bit streaky, especially at the beginning of this one, didn't really knock down all of his shots, but came back into his own in the second half, hit three of eight from the three-point line, 16 points, six assists, four rebounds. You know, we don't want Fred to be forcing shots too much. We want to see a little bit more consistently from Van Vliet because, you know, we want him to be our second option. We want him to be that main guy, so I'm not going to critique his game too much in a, in a blowout win against the Chicago Bulls, but... We want to see more consistent from Fab Van Vliet, and we don't know if that ankle's still bothering him or anything like that. So we're going to leave at that for the player breakdowns. Now we're going to swing it straight into the segments tonight. We're still calling it the play of the day. I'm going to wait for Riker to be on the pod to announce the, the name of the play of the day. But it's got to go that OG Ananobi swat that he had on Thaddeus Young. That was that was like some LeBron 2014 finals on Tiago Splitters type stuff. Thaddeus Young is a big, powerful man. He came down and cocked the ball back and... Wanted to throw it. He wanted a poster. He wanted to catch a body. It was easy to see. And OG Ananobi said no. Just kind of went up. And he, he's so strong. He's such an athlete. He was able to stop that ball full force. Both of them went toppling down. It was one of the greatest blocks I've seen in a while. So shout out to OG Ananobi with that ridiculous play of the day. But not all plays can be the play of the day. And some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, the OG's play of the day, it's got to go to Jack Armstrong. Because this might be an OG-oriented podcast. <laughs> But the, the post-game interview with Jack Armstrong and OG was the best thing I ever witnessed. Jack's always the man for conducting interviews, and OG's responses, he's always the best for responding. I want to see two of them in a room having a conversation for an hour after watching that post-game interview, because that was the greatest sight to be seen. For people who haven't watched it, find it, find it online. It's, it's a quality watch. And anyways, the, the infamous, the one and only Demari Carroll Gold Star Award... It's going to Rondé, and I'm a player, I'm a person that's pretty excited to see what Rondé can actually do in legitimate minutes, but he got his first real regular season minutes. He's dealt with some injuries as well uh, for the first two games, so we don't know if he's actually going to be a rotation piece, but I think he could provide some value. So I'm not on the Rondé Hollis Jefferson as trash bandwagon like some people are saying. I think he can be a quality player, but 
He pulled a scrub move at the end of this game when uh, the Raptors are up by like 30, or I don't even know what we're up by at this point, 20-something, and someone I don't know the name of on the Chicago Bulls, Rondé was just boxing him out at the free throw line, and he, they ended up just getting a hook. It looked like there was about to be a scrap that's going to go on between Rondé and some random Bulls player while you're up by 20. You know, I, I don't mind some fights against the Chicago Bulls. Serge Ibaka, Robin Lopez-esque. When it's the heat of the moment, you're trying to amp your team up to get back, and that's all cool. But when you're up 20 and there's 30 seconds left in the game, you don't need to be trying to hook the other person's arm at the end of the one to, to get under their skin or anything like that. So, Rondé, I'm excited from what we can see from you as Toronto Raptors fans. I, I'm thinking you could have a positive impact on this team, but don't be trying to throw out scraps 30 seconds left in a game in a blowout win. But anyways, that's it for me. You know, I'm I'm amped about OG. I'm amped about Matt Thomas. I'm amped about this whole roster to, after bouncing back from a Celtics loss, a tough one that we should have won anyways. So let me know what you guys think. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff coming. So stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. Cheers.